All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. You know, you, you know who I am, but more, more importantly is uh, the set. If you guys are on YouTube right now, we're in a new set here. We are in uh, Denton, Texas. If you don't That's know right. where that is, get a map. Uh, it's uh, the, the home of Warplan Studios where we, with this gentleman that you see on here, Christian Edwards, and I are going to be hosting the King's Council podcast here moving forward. So welcome. If you're, on, if you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube. Check it out. Christian looks a lot better in person than he's, I mean, he's got a face for radio, but. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that Riley dressed for the occasion for the new set. <laughs> I, just, I just landed. I came off an airplane. I'm, I've, I've literally spent two nights in my home over the last like 40 days. That's, it's been, that's uh, true. That's true. We've been running hard, but it's been fun and happy to be here. Happy to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Which is going to be dope. If you guys don't know, uh, every Wednesday morning, uh, it is a Wednesday when we're actually filming this, uh, every Wednesday morning we host a Bible study, which mm -hmm. is is free. Like the King's Council community, you guys know, is just uh, we're, we're looking to build this radical community of just uh, entrepreneurs, of course. And if you guys, you do know that my definition, our definition of entrepreneurship is is for those who undertake. Whatever it is that you're you're looking to undertake. You could be a stay-at-home mom and, and still would be considered an entrepreneur. And if you just want to be a part of a, a community that is on fire for Jesus and what he is doing today, uh, but still operating with an eternal focus on everything that we do, that's what we're about. That's what the King's Council is about. And every Wednesday morning at uh, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, we host... Uh, a Bible study, which is actually led by Christian Edwards mm -hmm. here, and then Caleb Spittler led it this morning as well. But we've been going through the book of Philippians. Yep. If you want to know more about that, uh, text the word KING, K-I-N-G, to 727-472-3860. We'll make sure that you get up to date on all of the fun activities and things we're doing both online and in person. We'll be announcing some cool in-person stuff coming up here in the near future. Um, but we're going to dive, let's dive into this, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything to say about the Bible study and stuff? Yeah, well, we just finished Philippians this morning, which, mm. I mean, we like to teach verse by verse when we go through Bible studies. So four chapters, but it took us three months to get through. <laughs> uh, but we really dive in. Uh, we dig into scripture, and um, I've always been an advocate for... You know, anybody who reads the Bible in a year, you know, praise the Lord, good for them. But sometimes I stay stuck on a verse for weeks at a time. Yeah. And it just, you know, it's what I meditate on and, it, you know, it could become my, you know, my my driving force, uh, you know, through, just for life. Right. Right. So um, that, that's why I like to teach expository teaching through the Bible. And, you know, this this passage here, we, we did verses 10 through the end of the chapter in chapter four. And obviously chapter uh, verse 13, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That That's the it's probably big like one. one of the most short of John 316. That's probably like the next one. That's right. Quoted. Right. Right. So it's taken so out of context and so many times. It's like it is. You go to any gym, it's like on the wall. It's like <laughs> right. I can lift any weight that strengthens me. Right, right. right. And here <laughs> Paul is t talking about learning to be content in any state that he mm -hmm. that he's in. And quite frankly, the book of Philippians, it's a book on joy. A and the theme throughout the book is being able to rejoice no matter the circumstance. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And this has come from a guy who is in jail when he's writing this. And when he first uh, took his first trip to uh, Philippi, he was actually locked up for preaching the gospel. He and Silas, they were in prison. They were in, in these stocks. They're, they were being tortured, chained. And what were they doing? They were singing hymns to the Lord. They were yeah. praising the Lord 
in that circumstance. So he wasn't just one to say rejoice under all circumstances. He's one that actually walked it out. Right. But here, when we were diving into this uh, this morning, really when I was prepping for it, I was like, man, that, that you know, after that verse, chapter fourteen through the, uh, verse fourteen through the rest of the chapter, you know, it talks about generosity, mm. and the Philippian church they they gave Paul three gifts three times. They they supplied his needs, and here this dude named Epaphroditus, he was the messenger that took the eight hundred mile trek from. Uh, Philippi to Rome where where Paul was with a gift and the generosity that Paul speaks of here is the generosity that we speak of a lot within King's Council sure and uh, one thing that we 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 preach I like to say we preach on it we teach on it is radical generosity Mm -hmm. because your heart Josh Latimer's heart Scott Thomas's heart you, you guys are, are gifted, and it's funny because it's not a, a, a spiritual gift that's listed in the Bible, the ability to make money, but it's a gift that I see in you guys, and, sure. and maybe more so we should call it an anointing. But your your gift to create this wealth, as God said, you know, God gives us the ability to create wealth, says in Deuteronomy, yep. and you guys have that gift and you coach others as to how to create wealth and make money, but then it doesn't just stop there. Then we do what with it? We funnel it back into the kingdom for kingdom advancement, yes. for to to preach the gospel, to save souls, to you know, uh, to to feed uh, the hungry, to put people in homeless shelters, uh, all sorts of things that King's Council is doing with those funds. But it's about radical generosity. It's yes. not just about making money for the sake of making money and to go out and get the latest jet ski or whatever it is. Be- yep. And and another thing that you teach so well is making money isn't going to change who you are. Don't think once you start making money, I'll, I'll start giving once I make money. Mm. No, all money is going to do is magnify who you already are. Yep. If you're not a giver, if you're not generous now, making more money is probably the most dangerous thing that you could do because it's going to magnify you as somebody who's not a good steward. Yeah, that's so dead on. And I'm a prime example of that. And that is really the heart behind the King's Council. And, and uh, d- just so everybody is clear, like this, the, the the birthing of the King's Council came out of just a time of that just unfulfillment in my life um, because I had made a lot of money. I had done, I'd wasted and spent a lot of money Um and realize, as you mentioned, it's like it that wasn't what was fulfilling at all, right? And it never will be. And I think if as we dive into this verse uh, and talk just more about this radical generosity and, and the reason why, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of churches, not all of them, of course, but a lot of churches may um, cautionly talk about money because they don't want to offend anybody or it's just, you, I mean, you may even have the feeling right now when we're talking about this, like, oh no, somebody's going to tell me I have to give more. And here's the thing is if, if you have something in your life, anything in your life, and if you feel that you couldn't give it away, that thing, it could be the watch on your wrist. It could be your favorite car. It could be your house. If there's anything in your life that you feel you can't give away, you don't own that object. That object owns you. Mm. And this was like a a revelation for me in my life of just so many things that it's like it was trying to accumulate more, get more and do more um, to make a name even for myself personally. Um, And through this, just this, that period of unfulfillment to where we are now, I mean, 
fast forward three years, it's crazy mm-hmm. how time is five, three and a half years. Um, it's, it's amazing this process of understanding Jesus as your savior and then going through this sanctification process mm-hmm. of like, okay, God's going to continue to work on you throughout this whole process. Yep. And a lot of it comes down to money. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why Jesus and spoke a lot about it. And throughout all of scripture, there's more references to money, wealth, and possessions mm-hmm. than faith, than, than even salvation, right? It's like, holy cow, if, yeah. it's, if it's in there that much, and the stronghold that I know that it had on my life, uh, not that I feel like God had always given me a generous like spirit, mm-hmm. but it was, it was almost an understanding of serving two masters, right? Yeah. We know that we can't serve both. And I, I was serving mammon. Even though I was still generous, I was serving mammon in that that period. And I'd love to dive into more on, on the, this spirit of mammon yeah. um, if we have time on this as well. But that's why I'm, I'm stoked to, to dive into this thing. And if we look at, you know, above and beyond even money, the ability to be being generous like Epaphroditus who... Dude, that had to take a little bit of time. It's not like he got on Delta Airlines and flew 800 miles. Right. Like he, they get he gave his time, his resource, like his yeah. energy, all of that. Yep. Was a form of, of giving as well. Yeah. What was his name? Epaphroditus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I said yeah. It right, didn't okay, I? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look at this guy trying to quiz me on this thing. <laughs> I'm like Epaphroditus, maybe. Yeah. Question mark. But yeah. Right. So, but you're dead on in uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, about one out of every six verses has to deal has to do with money or possessions, and, and out Matthew, of, Mark, and Luke, yeah. Mm. And then out of the twenty nine parables that Jesus told, sixteen of them involved money. Wow. So it, it was a, a focal point. And it's funny you're talking about sanctification. Uh, Charles Spurgeon once said that for some Christians, the last part of their nature that ever gets sanctified is their pocketbooks, mm. and it. it is true. And Martin Luther also said there are three conversions that are necessary. The conversion of the heart, the conversion of the mind, and the conversion of the purse. And mm-hmm. that, that giving, that's that's the true sign that God has done a work in your heart yeah. that you're willing to give. Yeah. Because it, it's funny, uh, when I was uh, in church leadership, I remember, you know, we, we would, would harp on people giving money, giving money, giving money, right? And, and not in a bad way, but we, we would, we would teach it, but mm-hmm. we, we didn't really care if they were a generous giver or not. And I brought this up to the pastor. I said, okay, well, um, the same person who's not, you know, cheerfully giving, what that's the same person who's not cheerfully, you know, when they're, they're on bathroom duty doing that, like, right. but you still you'll take the money, but you'll take them off bathroom duty. If they have a, a poor attitude, why are we still taking their money? Mm-hmm. You know, because in God's eyes, I mean, God doesn't need it. Right. The, the church, we, we needed it. Right. But if we trust God, we trust that he's going to provide. And yeah. if that somebody's not cheerful in their giving, there's, there's a couple of things that God requires. He requires us to be cheerful. And I, I believe that he wants it to be a sacrifice. Yes. And he even says this here in the verse, if we look at it, Paul says, so uh, just so the listeners, again, we're in Philippians chapter four verses. This will be verse um, 17. Okay. Not that I seek the gift, 
but I seek the fruit. So Epaphroditus had come, you know, Paul's under house arrest. He, he's most likely facing a death penalty here in Rome. And this is the third time the Philippian church has come with a gift to provide for, for Paul. And they know, and the Philippian church, it's not like they were balling. They didn't have these big LED wall smoke machines, all that. <laughs> they, they were a poor church, but it, it, they were they were doing it the right way. They, they were givers. They, Paul had a great relationship with this church here. So he says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So, so what he's saying is, you're going to provide my needs, and I don't actually seek that gift. I seek, I know what I'm doing. And think about Paul, his confidence and, and the responsibility he had with the money that he took in from, from, yeah. from this church. He had a responsibility to, to preach the gospel. He had a calling on his life. He, he was probably one of the greatest Christians that ever walked this earth. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. But he didn't look forward to the money hitting his pockets or the goods or the resources entering his possession. He looked forward to what he could now do with that, steward it properly. So now, okay, I could eat today so I could have energy to go bring somebody else to Christ. I could go plant another church. I could go on another missionary journey. I could, I could even sit here and write these letters with, with wisdom uh, to the church in Corinth uh, to correct them on some things that they're jacking up. Yep. So, and he's saying that in God's scoreboard that the Philippian church, they're going to be getting the check marks. They're going to be getting the, the tally marks for what Paul is doing because they provided the need for Paul and now Paul's going to provide for others. Mm. So that's just remarkable in itself that he's not looking forward to the actual gift, but the fruit that abounds to their account. So imagine how many people are in heaven because of Paul. And I know we could get into debate. Oh, well, if Paul didn't do it, God would have raised up another who knows. Sure. But for all the people that Paul led to the Lord when he was using the resources given to him by the Philippian church. Well, that's fruit that's accredited to them. Yeah. That's remarkable. So you don't have to be the guy on the front lines. You don't have to be the preacher. You don't have to be the minister. You don't have to be the evangelist. If you're the one who gives the resources, you might be the one, like I just said, like you, uh, Josh Latimer, Scott Thomas, you guys have an uncanny ability to, to, to make money. Right. So if you're the one that's just funding these missions, that, that that's providing resources to these guys who are on the front lines, guess what? As just as Paul's getting that check mark, you guys would be getting that check mark in heaven, too. Yeah. And what does that mean? A, a, another crown in heaven? Who knows what it is? But if God's going to reward us for stuff like this in heaven, uh, sign me up for that. I right. want as much as I could get. Totally. Absolutely. That's so good. That, and that's the body of Christ. Yeah. And like that is, uh, we, you know, we talk about the different giftings and, you know, teachers and evangelists and, and like that but also so you mentioned it like what's not written in there is entrepreneur right mm-hmm. maybe they'll do an edit so i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding um but th- that really is if, if you've been given that ability and that's partly again why part of this the king's council is like we we serve as an extension to the local church to serve entrepreneurs mm-hmm. right like that's that's our heart and we're not for everybody right but for those that have that that desire of like, yes, I want to make money. Um, I don't want to be the guy that's going on the mission field and, you know, uh, doing that stuff. There's, there's people that want to do that stuff, Mm -hmm. but they don't have provision. They got vision, but they need the provision. And what this verse is essentially saying is that, dude, I'm going to get, I'm going to get eternally rewarded for that, for for giving, faithfully giving, joyfully giving. Right. Right. 
not begrudgingly like you'd mentioned. Yeah. Um, So it's good, man. So, so good. Yeah. The passage goes on. Paul says, indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet smelling aroma. So this this is the gift. Or, or the gifts, the resources that the church provided. What they are to God, they are a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, and they're well-pleasing to God. Mm. That, that sacrifice part, that's the one that gets me. Because when people start talking about giving, you know, uh, on Bible study this morning, somebody mentioned, well, what if I don't have the 10% or I can't afford the 10%? Well, if you have it, you, you could give it, yep. right? It's yep. just a sacrifice. Yep. And David said... Um, I believe it's in Second Samuel. He said, I will not sacrifice to God that which costs me nothing. So whenever we sacrifice something, it, 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 it's got to cost something to us. If, you know, just giving 10%, and that's a biblical principle. It's not a command in the New Testament, but the that's principle true. is, you know, 10% to the storehouse. So whatever church is feeding you, you know, give to the Lord uh, through your church 10% uh, of what you're taking in. And then offerings beyond that to whatever ministries you want to support, nonprofits, whatever it is that God puts on your heart. Um, but the sacrifice should be there. If 10%, if you're pulling in, you know, a healthy six figures and 10% of that, you don't even notice it, then it's like, all right, maybe up that right. a little bit. Yep. And I challenge anybody that's listening to this, I challenge you, do this and see what God does in your life give to the point where you feel it, mm. where you feel it. Even if it's just that, that one time that you do it, you know, uh, give to the point where you feel it, where it's a sacrifice. It's like, Oh, maybe I have to cut this out to be able to give this yeah. much. And I I've done that certain times in my life and God is just blessed beyond belief. And we talked about this this morning on Bible study. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say I gave a full 10%. You know, uh, it was on my heart to give this person. I gave it to them, and boy, do I regret that. <laughs> I've never heard that. Right. I'd never heard that. God rewards generosity. He absolutely rewards it. And there's a few scriptures that that solidify yeah. that. Yeah, as you're looking those up, I think I want to be clear. Like, we don't—this is not a—there's there, absolutely principles in the Bible of sowing and reaping, mm-hmm. right? And th- there's, these are kingdom principles. But just operating on principle of loan, principles alone, like principles without the prince is like you're now serving mammon, mm. right? So we don't give to get, but it does put us in a position to receive, mm-hmm. right? And I want to really hit home on that because I'm, when I've started to really dive into this, it was like, okay, there's a process here. I like, I want to figure this thing out and I'm, then I'm going to like, do it the best, right? So if I'm going to give, I'm going to get, and I'm going to try to calculate this thing. And that isn't what this is This is about. This mm-hmm. is about, as you mentioned, sacrificially giving, um, knowing that God's got it. And at the end of the day, if you take on this, what the transformation for me really came down to just the understanding of, of ownership and stewardship, right? And this is what book three is going to be coming out. So we've got book two where we're in like final edits here for the Kingdom Entrepreneur series. Uh, but book three is going to be talking mainly about money principles. And there are these principles of ownership. There's there's stewardship. And if, so if we understand that God owns everything, like mm-hmm. that money in your bank account right now, if, if you can mentally 
detach yourself from that and be like, all I am is his money manager. Mm -hmm. I'm stewarding this and I'm going to prayerfully give and, and, you know, be obedient in that. Cause that's what God's looking for in all yeah. of this. It isn't, he ain't, he ain't hard for cash. It's not like he's not making rent next mm -hmm. week, right? He's got it all taken care yeah. of. This is about obedience. Mm -hmm. And when you submit yourself to that understanding that he owns everything, I'm, I'm the money manager. I'm the steward of this. So I, I want to, and, and here's the thing. If you can't, if you're mentally in the position where it's like, I just can't afford to tithe, you can't afford not to tithe, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's where it begins is, is just it's that sacrificial giving of like, God, I don't know how I'm making rent, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to honor you in this. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to sacrificially uh, be obedient to this and see what you do. And if we have that heart and that transformation of the heart, um, and then I know you mentioned the purse. I know you got a, you, what purse are you rocking today? Your purple one or your pink one? <laughs> it's not a satchel. It's a purse. <laughs> yeah, hangover uh, reference. <laughs> I think that was before I was saved. <laughs> of course. I think. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but. You can go into these scriptures, but that's where I do want to just understand that this isn't like a deposit and withdrawal type of relationship. That's right. that's not a relationship, right? Like if if you're just transactionally going about this, that's where the heart transformation needs to change and, and fall more into the obedient side of things. And if you if you've committed to that. This, that's part of that sanctification process, not just like, okay, Jesus, you're my savior. Cool. I'm going to tithe. Maybe I'll throw some money in here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, or is it, no, I, Jesus is Lord. And now God, break my heart for what breaks yours mm -hmm. and, and make me more like you. Like that's what sanctification is. God, just, I want to be, be more and more like you. And if we look at the most generous person on the face of the planet, it is Jesus, who mm -hmm. literally sacrificed himself, right, laid everything down, and then when he r r rises and and comes on the scene, here's the first thing. He's like, the kingdom of heaven is here. It's yep. like, it's here. Now he's preaching the kingdom, and these kingdom principles are, are uh, here for us to operate in. Uh, but back to if, if you're just transactionally trying to operate these principles, he, he wants your heart first and foremost. Yeah. That's, that's what this thing is really, really, truly about. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's so many different rabbit holes I want to go down. I know, I'm trying not to. <laughs> yeah, so even with the generosity, it, it, I mean, there's plenty of scriptures, you know, God will give seed to the sower. So as we disperse, he's going to continue to replenish. And even here, um, when Paul says, I am full, right, having received from Epaphroditus yep. what, what he received, it then goes on and says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. So, but the word there, full, he says, I am full. Then he says, God will supply for you. The words there, full and supply in the Greek are the same word. It's, it's filled to the brim, mm -hmm. right? So he, Paul is saying, I'm filled to the brim. I, I can't, like, I'm in prison, but life can't get any better. I, I'm, I'm full, not just with resources, but I believe there's a, a, a spiritual aspect to that, just a, an inner joy of his soul that he has, just just seeing the partnership of the church. They're partnering together in, in the name of Jesus here. So I believe he was satisfied uh, internally and then satisfied externally with the actual resources. And he did wind up getting out of prison here. He, he, he got locked up 
after this imprisonment, a couple years later, he was martyred. Uh, but just knowing that he was filled to the brim and in return, God filled, he, he said that God would fill them to the brim. Yeah. It's like, all right, as you keep giving and God's going to blow your mind, he's going to keep replenishing, 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 as long as you're giving in the yes. sowing in, in good soil. Yes. That, that's the thing. Sowing in, in good soil. That's and, good. uh, it's funny, we talked about this a little bit this morning, how other cultures, like there's an old Chinese proverb that, that speaks of happiness, right? It says, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. But if you want happiness for a lifetime, give to others. Mm. So the, the blessings that come, will, will, will God replenish dollar for dollar? Well, chances are God's going to, if you're, if you're giving, you're generous and, and sowing into good soil, chances are God's going to replenish in abundance. Right. But in addition to that, the fulfillment that you have, that, that happiness. And uh, of course it's a, it's a proverb, it's a Chinese proverb, but, uh, you know, we, we could replace the word happiness for joy. Yeah. The true joy is found in, in doing for others. Right. And, yes. and again, Christ is the ultimate example of, of generosity and doing for others. And when we give, when we do for others, let, let's not be the type of Christians where we, we give because people are watching us give. Let's not be the right. ones that, you know, go on Facebook and talk about how much money you gave to, to somebody so you could get the glory for that. Yeah. Give God the glory. Thank God that you have the the resources to to give and provide. But when you give, it, it, it as rewarding as it is, it, you should be willing to do. If that person never knew it came from you, if that church never knew that it came from you, yeah, it it is rewarding. I remember when when Lucy and I, and again, the, the, I have personally testimonies to this. When Lucy and I were married, um, we're Two years in, we're saving for a house. And when we got married, we had nothing. I had been a drug addict for 14 years. She was a single mom of four, uh, living in a, a rough neighborhood. We had nothing when we came together. And we started, it was funny because like our jobs didn't change, but all of a sudden we're stewarding things better. We're seeking the Lord and our bank account is increasing. Mm -hmm. And then when we think that we're close to, all right, we could probably really start looking for a house. We got something here for a down payment. Um, our church had all these women come in from a women's shelter and there was this one young girl and, and she was pregnant. She was about to have a baby and God, it, it's so crazy how God works. So God just highlighted this one particular girl and there's like 12 of them that came to the service and the, this one particular girl got highlighted to me and I said to Lucy, I said, we got to do something for this, this young lady. And Lucy's like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, we got to give her money. Right. And she said, how much? And I literally just pray to God, how much do we give it, this young lady? And she did the same thing. And it was almost like one, two, three. And we say at the same time, it was the same number. Yeah. Nice. And the, the number at the time was the most we had given to anybody. Like we weren't writing checks. Like we all, I've, we've always tithed. And I believe that's been a big part in how we've been, been blessed. Yeah. Uh, but we've never cut a check for, for this amount. And we, we gave her this money. And then what we wound up doing was, we we connected with her like we we took her shopping lucy lucy and my daughter puka were the only two that were in the the room with her when she had this baby wow like lucy got and it was only a couple of weeks later so it, it as much as it it felt so good to know 
that that you're doing that but it wasn't so we could be glorified right you know it it is rewarding to see that smile on the person's face and to say oh my god i've been praying for this i can't believe it because god's the one being glorified in that situation yeah absolutely that's good man thanks for sharing that yep. this reminds me too i, I have countless stories of this as well on, on both sides of the of the spectrum um and even just one most recently uh it at the end of the day money it is a tool and if we're mm -hmm. looking at it like it's a tool for god to use right in our life okay and this is where uh, from a mindset standpoint we we if we don't get this right christian entrepreneurs if you don't get this right you will struggle you will continue to if you're serving mammon you will continue to struggle Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it, until the day you die. <laughs> and it that's absolutely. And and I don't think this is something that you just arrive one day. This is something that you have to press process. You have to get the reps in. Uh, and for me, it was at the age of 23 was the, the first time in my life that I had really like, I should probably tithe. huh? And I did. I committed to doing that. And radical things happened in my life. That was the very next year was our first seven figure year in business. And it's gone up and up and up since then. And I mean, that's just one testament, but also just in the past few weeks, I mean, you're, you're aware of this. Um, Ash and I are, were uh, looking at, at doing something uh, financially and just, it's going to be a life altering event for our, our lives. Um, and I'll share more on that maybe later. Uh, but <laughs> Um, it's, it's not cheap to get done. And it was like, it was like $19,000 and, and change. Um, and, and we have that. So that wasn't like the concern of it at all, but it was so like was calf implants you were talking about finally getting my calf implants. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wet lit, wait for it, but, <laughs> um, that's hilarious. But the crazy thing is, is that like, this is, as I mentioned, pretty life altering, thing that we would be doing and it was just prayerfully like god okay i need to know god like tip mm -hmm. are we doing this or not and we got a random check in the mail <laughs> so crazy uh and it was within like 60 bucks or something wasn't it yeah it was like 62 dollars off or something 63 nuts yeah. nuts of what this and this random check from something in like like seven, eight years ago, came through, didn't he like open this thing up and we're like, what? Mm -hmm. And it's within $62 of this other yeah. bill. Lucy and I were there nuts. at his house when he got this check and it's crazy. Yeah. And so just like understanding, like, but it, that comes back to Lordship and it's just like prayerfully, God, if I need confirmation of doing this, and then he was able to do something like mm -hmm. that now. I went and bought a jet ski, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then obviously, like, I just think that's just a testament of if if we submit it and and are looking to God to use it as a tool in our life, he wants to use it, mm -hmm. right? Because it is, it's a powerful, powerful thing, right, of serving. We cannot serve two masters. And so depending upon your, your Bible, on which version that it's translated, it, it'll say we cannot serve both God and money but the the original word there is is mammon and it is the spirit of money mm. it's the it's the power of money yeah uh, which i think can be rooted uh, i think most any sin can be co come back to that pride mm -hmm. and that that ego of what that can do for me and the safety and security i think that people get from it 
Yeah. Right. And if your safety and security, and I still struggle with this, I, I daily struggle with this guys of like, cause you know, if when you open your bank account and you see a certain amount in there, you feel safe, yep. you feel secure. I, you, I'm not going to deny that at all. But my prayer and transformation has really been God. Like, I don't want that. And probably that's why, why he's tested me a lot over the past few years. I don't want my safety and security to be in that. And yeah. if that's going to be your guys' prayer, be prepared to go through some crap, okay? But if, if your goal is is not worldly gain and worldly wealth and in that, and your goal is sanctification because you're focused on eternal rewards, it's worth it. Mm. It's 100% worth it. But be prepared to go through some of that stuff. And I think that's just the importance of community. Like the past few years, if I didn't have you in my life, I, I don't... I would have, I would hundred percent would have just went back to my old ways. I can, oh. I can absolutely confidently say that. I'm going to tear up to think of that, oh. dude. Um, but yeah, that's just, uh, if, if, if you choose Jesus as your true Lord, you got to get bros like Epaphroditus coming in mm. and like willing to, to give that time and energy and effort. Um, but be prepared because Satan's going to come at you with everything he's got. And he's going to come at you with probably the the thing that you know you're holding on to the tightest mm-hmm. right where do you find your secure security where do you find that 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 uh I, i'm good i'm okay I've, I've got i'm covered for the next month or six months or three months uh and we're no longer looking to to we're no longer seeking the kingdom right matthew 6 gives us this so clear uh and even it, it, it dawned on me recently of just um coming back to just these principles of what I've, I've kind of like relied on a decent amount of like, okay, there's these principles. If I sow, I'm going to reap. I'm just going to live this life. And it was almost like religion, right? Mm. Versus this relationship. And, you know, in Matthew 6, it, obviously 633 is like, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will, will be done unto you. And mm. it's like, well, what are these other things? And it's, he's talking about the birds of the air, right? The, the, the lilies in the field, how, how well he dresses them. Mm-hmm. And it clearly says that they don't even sow. They don't, they don't sow, yet God cares for them. Mm-hmm. And so even if you haven't sowed, and so I understood this now, it's like it isn't even about the principle of sowing and reaping. God wants to care for us. He, he will take care of us if our heart is in that, that place, right? Mm-hmm. And we've, we've come to that, Lord, I'm seeking the kingdom, which Remember, kingdom is his rule and his reign in your life. That's what he wants. Yeah. The rest of it's all for naught. Like, go, you can make a million billion dollars. I believe we're going to be doing that through the king's council. But I got no, I, I'm, I refuse to do that for anybody that comes into this group and, and your heart's not in the right place, right? Yeah. We're going to work on that first. Yeah. And then, because you mentioned before, it's that great magnifier. And as a tool, it can do a lot of things. God, God can use it as a tool in your life, and He will use it, I believe, to either, uh, you know, put you in some some testing positions mm-hmm. of like, who are you going to serve here? Is it me or is it Mammon? And that they can be out of abundance, like opportunity for gain and more. Uh, what I'm going to accomplish in this in this world for my name's sake. Or it can be for lack, even. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm making now decisions based upon lack. Uh, and that goes back to the garden, like it, it just this, how the enemy infiltrated the minds of like literally Adam and Eve are in 
this world of abundance, mm -hmm. okay, literally everything. They have everything at their fingertips. And all the enemy had to do was, was get them to focus on the one thing that God said not to do. Yeah. And they had literally everything. And, and he said, did God really say that? Like, and now they're starting to focus on that lack where if your mindset could be on the eternal, the abundance of our creator and what he has for us, not like this, again, give me 10 bucks, you're going to get 20 back. Nothing along those lines, but it's like, mm -hmm. I operate with the freaking creator of the universe. He's got me. He's got me covered. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters yep. if I if I have that heart and that lordship in my life. Mm. Went on a little rant for you, man, but. No, it's good. Throw that's it back good. to you. Still wipe my tear. <laughs> <laughs> No, that that's good, man. And your heart, your your generosity, man. Um, that's been one of the greatest things I've known about you. And you know, I know you don't tell people how how generous you are because a, a true person who walks in humility isn't going to do that. Right. But I I brag on you as much as I can. <laughs> I tell people, and uh, I mean, Lucy and I, my family has been recipients of it. Um, and not just financially, but the, the way you give it, you 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 treat us as if anything that you own, like we spend a lot of time in your house, like anything you own is is ours. Yeah, and it's remarkable. Like we don't feel like we're we're tippy toeing around when we stay at your house, and and it's not like we're taking advantage of it or taking it for granted. It, it's like oh my gosh, it's like this. This is my my true brother, and the Lord Ash is my true sister, and we're just doing life together. And uh, likewise, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned on Bible study this morning when I lived in New Jersey, you never came to visit me. Yeah, but I wouldn't. But now that <laughs> but now that I'm in <laughs> Dallas, uh, you basically have your own room. Yeah, and, and you know, anything I have is yours. Which that, Caleb, you slept in my bed. If you're listening to this, Caleb Spitler, you didn't make my bed, so. We're gonna have talk. <laughs> I, I didn't even tell Caleb yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Caleb, if you're listening to this, when you stayed last week, you left the house. Uh, you left the room a mess, quite frankly. And uh, you know, I had to talk to Lucy, calm her down a little bit. That's but hilarious. When Riley leaves the house, Lucy doesn't even know which room he slept in because the the bed is like military oh. style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was raised to leave it leave it better than when you when you got there. Is that right? Leave it better than when you got there. Yeah, but yeah. back to even what you said, man. It, it, the the mind sh mindset is that our, our house is not ours, it's not Ashenized, it's God's. Like we're we're if and I don't. Say, I mean, it seems weird to say that, but it's like I want to be the vessel that that money can just flow through, not mm -hmm. just money, but possessions, anything like that. And yep. if if we if more of us were like that, I think it would be we could really accomplish a lot of cool, amazing things. Yeah, but. So many of us focus on the lack, and and it's what's mine. What can I get out of this? How can I be safe? Even even when we think about doing it um, generationally, it's like I'm I'm doing this, and the Bible tells us that like a good man leaves an inheritance for its children's children's right, mm -hmm. like amazing, and we are to do that. But back to the parable of the talents, like it's God gives to us according to our ability, mm -hmm. and if you're willing to to steward well and you're willing to do those things well, there's never going to be lack. There's never going to be uh, uh, something that, you, that you're that you desiring if the, if, if the focus is on the source, not the resource, mm -hmm. right? Like our, our focus has to be on the, the, our creator, the source, 
yeah. knowing that the resources are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. Sometimes it can, but that's spirit of mammon. Like it's, it's so easy just to quickly get over there, even though we're thinking that it's wise or the right decision, but that's where we have to have brothers and accountability in our life to, to point out those things. Yep. Yep. So real quick, we'll wrap this up, but just some of these verses on giving Luke six thirty eight. Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. And it goes on from there, but give and it'll be given to you. Yeah. Proverbs eleven twenty five: the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. So other translations, those who refreshes others will be refreshed himself. Proverbs 22, nine, he who has a generous eye will be blessed for he gives of his bread to the poor. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, honor the, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And 2 Corinthians 9, 6, we talk about this all the time. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So it, it, the proof is in the pudding. It's in the word of God. And I have not known God to be a liar, uh, especially right. when it comes to this. Yes, it's good, man. Lots of scripture references. We, could, I feel like this could be like the whole podcast could be on this generosity, radical generosity. Yeah, yeah. And if I think if we get this right as believers, as entrepreneurs, like understanding, walking in our gifting, and it's like I'm committed to being radically generous. And I know some of us out there that you have that feeling you want that you want that in your life but mammon starts to creep in and, and get in get in the way and yep. um, i just want to encourage you like get around some other brothers and yeah. sisters that are that are um bible believing um accountability uh providers for you and certainly you know that's not a plug for the king's council but i do know some people that are like that within the king's council community yeah so. Yes. Yeah, and show up on Wednesday mornings. Yep. You know, uh, well, what are we going through next? Well, we didn't announce it yet, and uh, oh, there's well, a couple you things. Announced my calf implant, so now I'm going <laughs> to announce this. <laughs> now, uh, kicking around a couple things uh, with well, Lucy. Actually, she had a couple ideas for the Bible study. Um, so, yeah, right. whatever it'll be, uh, the key to it. I mean, we've been doing this two and a half years. We've been doing mm -hmm. the Bible study, That's and crazy. we've never missed a Wednesday. Uh, either I've done it or Caleb has done it and we've been through numerous books in the Bible already. We've done some topical studies. Uh, but the one thing that, that I just love is when everybody logs off that zoom on a Wednesday morning, they just felt like they were, they were in community yeah. and they were in the presence of God. And if, if we could continue to usher that every, every Wednesday, you know, and, and good solid teaching got, God's going to continue to bless people. No doubt. But it's a, it's a great community. It's not just sitting there and, you know, open your Bibles. Uh, you know, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of feedback. If you have questions about anything, come. Uh, I may not know the answer to everything, but if I don't, I'll make sure we, we find out together. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's the great part about it is asking questions. Or if you're like, I don't know these guys, you don't, just don't even put your camera on. If you just want to check us out, yeah. feel free to just hop in there. Um, and just be a, a consumer uh, for a period of time. But we do want you to contribute at some point. That's that's going to be a part of the growth process or sanctification process right. is actually contributing on these things as well. So yep. that being said, love you guys. Uh, 
stay tuned. This is we're kicking this thing off yep. August one here. Uh, there's a lot of new things coming out. Uh, JoinKingsCouncil.com. If you haven't been there yet, get there. Um, and uh, we will see you guys. We got a busy week. We're we're in Ohio this next week at the AG General General Council conference. Yep. It's going to be epic. Um, and a lot of just again a lot of amazing stuff coming out. So join kingscouncil.com and we'll see you guys on next week's episode. Peace. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word king to 727-472-3860. Go, 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 go.